Welcome to the Functional Medicine Radio Show with your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, known internationally as the Functional Medicine Doc. Dr. Carrie is committed to helping patients find the root cause of their health problems and fixing the cause with natural treatments so they can feel normal again. Dr. Carrie is the founder of Functional Medicine Ontario and is the author of the hit book, Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again. Please welcome your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Functional Medicine Radio Show, the only Internet radio show dedicated to giving you real solutions for your health. And not only are they real solutions, but they're natural solutions as well. Because as you know, the one and only true wealth you have is your health. I'm your host, Dr. Kiri Drizga, the Functional Medicine Doc, and I'm committed to helping you find the root cause of your health problem, fix the cause with natural treatments so you can feel normal again and live your life to the fullest. Just a quick bit of housekeeping before I introduce today's special guest. I'm happy to announce that I'm working on my next book. The title is Reclaim Your Digestive Health and Feel Normal Again, Fixing the Root Cause of Your GI Distress with Natural Treatments. Now this book should be ready later this year, so keep an eye out for it. Okay, that's it for our housekeeping, so let's get started. My special guest today is Amber Chalice. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Now, Amber is the founder and creator of The Liberated Woman. She is a free-spirited explorer, holistic health coach, yoga teacher, and podcast host. Her mission is to empower women to escape the ordinary, discover their bliss, and find freedom within. She believes that every woman deserves to feel connected to her body, radiate with confidence, and live the life of her dreams. Amber, thank you so much for being my special guest today on this episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show. Thank you so much, Dr. Carey, for that wonderful introduction. I can't tell you how excited I am about chatting with you and your amazing listeners today. I'm so excited to have you on. Amber, you know that now more than ever, we are just becoming so busy, especially women. We're just becoming busier and busier and busier. So yeah. <laughs> what what kind of um, suggestions, what are some ways that we can help women reconnect with their inner sense of calm amidst all this chaos? Yes, that's a wonderful question. And this is exactly what I deal with most of the time with my clients and my yoga students. They come to me and and when I hear the stories of their life, it is complete chaos. They're busier and the world has more expectations than ever before, right? So they want us to do more, be more, everything. We have to be everything to everyone. So connecting to a sense of calm is really important because that's when we make the clear decisions. That's when we can actually be who we want to be in the world. Rather than being like a chicken with our head cut off, running around trying to fix everyone else, we need to turn inwards. So this is why I like to recommend that women take time every single day. And the morning is always the best, obviously, time because it's before everybody starts bombarding you. But taking time to just get still. I'm talking about like no people, no cell phone, nothing keeping your attention. You're not working on your computer. You're not reading the news. And it doesn't have to be a really formal situation where you're sitting to meditate in a spiritual way. I'm talking about just sitting with your cup of tea and looking out the window for 10 minutes or just taking a walk 
Or I, I even challenge women to just step outside their house and take five steps and then walk back to the house. I want you to step away from all of the chaos so that you can connect with your body. And here's what's going to happen. When you get still, you're going to actually feel what's happening inside of yourself. So you can hear the voice within your body that's saying, hey, I could really use a break. Or you know what, I don't feel comfortable saying yes to this, this and this. You start to actually hear what's going on and you make better decisions. So taking time to be still, to meditate, if you have a meditation practice, to me that's just being present in the moment, maybe listening to your breathing or watching a candle that anything to bring you here into this moment, not worried about the past, or the future makes a huge difference. And the third way I love to do this is journaling. When you journal and you just kind of write your thoughts, not what I have to do or not what you did do, just free writing what's coming out of you. It's it's very calming because you're not so bombarded by the thoughts that are going through your mind. You have clarity. You can see, oh, that's really interesting or wow, I didn't know I felt that way. And getting calm and still and listening to that voice is going to change your life in the long term because you're not moving in the wrong direction when you uh, when you step forward. So that's it. Sounds simple enough. Five to ten minutes. Yeah. To, to just to just um, regroup, to f- calm and focus your mind, to be present, as you said. Mm-hmm. Seems simple enough, but. How do women actually start to implement that? Because even, you know, you know, Amber, even five minutes is a stretch for a lot of women. It is. It's wild. And I, I have a lot of compassion for women in the busyness that they have in their lives. But I also know that we often look to other women who are really successful or, or they seem to have it all together or they seem really calm. And we think like, how can they do it? And here's the thing. It's a lot of it has to do with priorities. If you set your alarm for five minutes earlier or you don't choose to watch TV in the evening or whatever you're doing in the evening and you set your alarm. Here's what I like to have even an alarm at the end of the day telling you when to go to bed so that you take five minutes before you go to bed to just lay and be still before you fall asleep. It's it's kind of like a ripple effect. The reason you choose not to do it is because you're so busy, but if you did it, you would have more time for other things. You would feel more present in the other things that you do. So I would, I would definitely either do it five minutes in the very first thing in the morning or five minutes at the end of the day. But if you still don't have that time, take a moment when you're sitting in your vehicle, close your eyes and take three breaths. Really simple. Or when you go to the bathroom, I find this really interesting. Like if you're in a place and you're really stressed out about what's going on at work, just go and step away. Everyone has the opportunity to go to the bathroom. We have to, it's a human need. But when you're in there, stand, close your eyes, put your hand on your heart, put your hand on your belly, take three breaths. That's it. I want you to check in, to tune in, to get still, even if it's in those little tiny moments. Don't feel like if you didn't take 10 minutes that you failed. You still have those moments that that are waiting for you to use them for that instead of scrolling through Facebook or, you know, checking the news. You know, you said something that was very, um, very meaningful and very simple about 
making it a priority and knowing what your priorities are. And I think, I think, well, as we become more and more busy, we, that that kind of, those lines blur, you know? Mm -hmm. And as you said, there are other women out there that are doing this and, Mm -hmm. and what can we learn from them, you know, as models, as mentors that we can bring into our own lives. And so, as you said, just first and foremost, decide what your priorities are yes. and even taking that five minutes every day to make that a priority for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The priority things is such a, an amazing um, shift of focus because yes, what we do, what we do is important. However, we've become so accustomed with what we achieve as being our value it has become like our golden badge, our badge of honor. It's like, if I can be busier, I have more value in this world. And I'm here to challenge that. I'm here to say, it's not what you do, it's who you are. It's who you're being in every moment. So if you're showing up to do a lot at work or you're showing up to volunteer, you're showing up to do a million different things, if you're showing up not as the person that you wanna be, present, kind, compassionate, good to your body, good to other people, then what you're doing doesn't have as much impact, but who you're being is what's important, right? So taking time for yourself to regroup, reconnect, it changes who you are when you're doing those things. And instead of being um, being obsessed with trying to achieve a lot in order to have worth, it's about who you're being while you're doing those things. Okay, so let's take it a step further and go a little bit deeper here. Mm-hmm. So... You know, as we think about these things, a lot of it boils down to our own self-worth, our own self-esteem, our own self-love. Mm-hmm. And um, I know you talk a lot about how important self-love is, especially when it comes to creating lasting changes in our lives. But I know that there is a missing ingredient in this self-love equation. So what is it? And how do we get there? Oh, I love this question, Dr. Carey, because I love that we see online people promoting self-love. There's all these women who are promoting, you know, love your body, be good with who you are, stop trying to please other people, right? That that achieving syndrome. But what I've noticed with women that I, I work with, and even myself, is that you tell someone to love who they are when they don't even know who they are. They, they started out as a child knowing, you know, you know who you are, you know what you like, you know what tastes good, you know what feels good, you just, you're connected with yourself. But as we get older, we're convinced by other people, our teachers, our parents, our siblings, our friends, the newspaper, magazines, this is who you need to be in order to have value in society. So you change, you morph yourself according to other people's standards. And then somebody comes along and you're 45 years old and they say, you need to love yourself. But this person that you're being right now, it's not, it's not who you are. What I want to remind you is that it's okay not to love yourself right now in this moment. You might not be at that place. But to step back and start to discover who you are. So for me, the, the missing ingredient really is self-discovery. Figuring out who you are. Like what, what makes you tick? What is important to you? Not what's important to other people that you've been kind of fulfilling over a period of time because you thought that was the right thing. I'm talking about the truth for you. So this is where like the journaling or when I practice yoga, this is the same thing. You're you're moving your body and you're noticing, does this feel good? Does this feel good? Um, You 
you start to question the things that you've already been doing. Is this the right thing for me? And when you start to listen to yourself and discover who you are and you kind of peel back the layers of what other people have convinced you that you need to be, then you can be like, okay, I can love myself. I can love my shadows. I can love my mistakes. I can love the, you know, the things that I've achieved because they, they're actually, they have meaning to me. It's not just a, a superficial version of myself that I'm loving. It's the self that it was there all along and I had just forgotten who she was. So this whole process of self-discovery, I can see, you know, as you were speaking there, I could totally <laughs> see it. Like, and it depends on the generation, right? Yeah. You know, like my mom and her generation, you went to high school, yeah. you graduated, you got married, <laughs> you had babies and you were a housewife. And that was that's that generation and then mm -hmm. you know every generation is a little different now it's like you graduate high school you go to university you get one degree you get another degree at some mm -hmm. point you may or may not get married but you'll probably have babies yeah and, and you want the a, a super high achieving job you know yeah all, all of it <laughs> all of it I want it all and as you said this whole process of self-discovery I can I can totally see how that gets um, missed along the way. And for a lot of women out there, as you said, we just don't even know who we are deep down inside because we've never sat down to even think about it. We're too darn busy to sit down and think yeah. about it. So as, you, as you said, it's just a lot of it is just becoming more present and self-aware. And, and that simple question of what's important to me or what's important to you in answering that, right? Yeah, and I and what has meaning for me? What has meaning for me, not what has meaning for other people? That it's such a unique answer to the question no matter who you're talking to, and that's why I want every single woman like if you can just take a little bit of time and ask yourself what has meaning for me, the answer might not be here right now, but it's going to come as long as you keep on asking it. Okay, so <clears throat> let's take a different direction here and and let's talk about exercise and movement because I yeah. believe exercise and movement I mean we all know that it's important for our health but it's yeah. also important for our mental health mm -hmm. and Absolutely. and also that inner connection and our feeling powerful inside so um, what can women do or how can you remind us about the importance of exercise and and can you just talk more about that aspect? Absolutely. And this is how I I started everything that I do. It started with my body. I was so distracted in my mind with all the crazy thoughts about who I need to be, what I need to achieve. So the body is such an amazing kind of route towards the self-discovery. But what I've noticed, and it's really interesting, we reflect in our exercise, what we're doing in the outside world, which is I need to achieve more, I need to push harder, I need to, I need to look like this, these fitness models that I see, like we just, it's an exterior example of fitness, right? And it's like, if I don't have tight abs, I don't have value, I'm not getting a good workout. If I'm not sweating, and I'm not dizzy, if I'm not about to throw up, I haven't got enough workout in. And I totally disagree with this way of moving your body. Because Yes, exercise is important, but what's more important is how you feel when you're doing it. 
And it will empower you and strengthen you even if you're not lifting a massive amount of weight and you're not working out 10 times a week for two hours. And this is kind of what's got skewed in the media is that we we value wellness and well-being and fitness because we need it. It's very important. But for some women, they just need to walk more, to just take a walk and move their body that way and just maybe try a yoga class. So I don't recommend that women just go to the most advanced fitness class or workout class or spinning class just because that's going to give them the biggest bang for their buck. Like I'm just going to burn the most calories. I'm talking about stepping back and just going to a beginner yoga class or going to a fitness class that has dance involved. Something that you can have fun doing and lets you stay connected with how you feel in your body. It's not pushing past your boundaries. I I know that for some people that works and some people are listening and they're like, yeah, I'm so devoted to my exercise. But for people who are just starting, who who haven't been exercising because it's so overwhelming, it's so stressful, it's so intimidating... I want you to treat it as though you did it like you did when you were a child. Play. It has to be something that feels good, that you can enjoy. If you like being with other people, going to a class because you like being with other people. It's about going to the gym and maybe having a trainer that you love spending time with and working out because it makes you feel good, not because they're... Here's an example. I I have... a yoga student who went to a personal trainer who the very first session proceeded to walk around her and point out her flaws. Oh my gosh. Pointing out all the things that were wrong with her. And this is why I think exercise is fantastic. But when you are, when you're using it as a way to fix yourself and push yourself past what feels good, then you've got a problem. So meaningful movement, it's the same as the last thing we discussed. Meaningful movement, does it feel good for me? Do I enjoy it? Can I laugh about it? Is it about making my body feel more energized and vibrant or am I doing it as a punishment for not being a good girl, which is exactly what most people are using it as. You should move your body, but do it the way you did when you were little because you enjoy it. So, oh, there's a lot that you just said. Oh, that I want to touch on. Okay, so going back to, um, to to just keep it really simple and uh, gentle and easy, and and I can totally see that because in my private practice at Functional Medicine Ontario, I've got a lot of women that come in, and a lot of them have hormonal problems, and we do a saliva test for their cortisol, and their cortisol is awful, and when the cortisol is awful, it tells me the exercise that person needs to do needs to be really gentle. Yes. People are getting more stressed from their exercise than rather than getting less stressed. Yeah. So for the listeners out there, it's okay to just go for a nice walk. You know, if you've got a pet, take your pet for a walk or just go by yourself and just listen to the birds chirping and look at the flowers and the trees and just breathe in the fresh air. That's, Mm -hmm. that's okay. You don't have to be sweating buckets. No, it's and you know, there's like this, this kind of status thing It's the same as before, we're trying to achieve and do and, and, and get more done in a short amount of time. But that's the exact mindset that's putting you in the place right now that you're in, which is overstressed and feeling so chaotic. So if you're just going for a walk, and maybe you're listening to your podcast, or you're just, you know, enjoying the sunshine, you're still getting movement into your body. This is how humans have have moved for their entire you know, existence. So 
just because you're not going to CrossFit five times a week doesn't mean you're not getting value. It doesn't mean that you're not really being good to your body. And the other thing that you said that really resonated with me was do something that you really enjoy and be like a child about it. (laughs) So one thing for me to share on my end, for a while there, I was doing um, as my form of exercise was uh, boxing. And uh, hitting the heavy bag, I found it so uh, rewarding um, Mm -hmm. in many ways. It was a great uh, physical way to get stress out of my body. Yes, I'd highly recommend it. It's it's so good for you to kind of get your emotions physically moving through your body too. Yeah, it's great exercise for sure. And then from a from a emotional standpoint, I I had this feeling this sense of empowerment and strength that I was like, where's that coming from? (laughs) Holy cow, I love it. So it was so great. But then my hands started to hurt. And I was like, I can't keep doing this because my hands are starting to hurt. So I've been kind of thinking of what other exercise could I do that I was having so much fun with, like I was with boxing. And lately, I've been thinking of going and trying dance like hip hop or something like that to just have fun and dance and that it's not so much quote exercise but you're moving and you're having fun yeah absolutely dance would be perfect for that it's just it it does make you feel empowered and that's I think that's part of the problem with the self-worth of self-love is that we don't feel confident enough it's like a lot of the women that come to my classes it's because they they feel so intimidated when they go to the fitness classes. They go to the Zumba class and they stand at the back and they notice everyone else is doing it better or they're, they're more in time with the music or whatever. And that is not what you, you, you that's not going to make you want to go back. So you need to go somewhere that makes you feel empowered. It makes you feel like you're strong, makes you feel like you have worth and that you can do this. And to keep searching for it because it's not yeah. going to land in your lap like tomorrow, although it might. Yeah, exactly. But to I, keep, absolutely. To keep working at it and find it. Okay, yeah. so I know we're starting to run low on time. So, okay, here's my next question for you, Amber. <laughs> um, okay, so we've been talking about how women are so stressed. And if there's any men on this call, like, we, we're not intentionally forgetting <laughs> about you. A lot of this does apply to men, too. Absolutely. But um, women, we're so stressed, we're so busy. Um, getting uh, disconnected from ourselves, from our bodies, from our sense of power. So do you have any tips on how else we can learn to balance our lives and reconnect with our inner selves, our inner wisdom? Yes, I I really recommend, I know this is going to be really difficult for a lot of people, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you this. If you don't make any changes, if you don't do any of the things that we talk about or you listen to Dr. Carey and you don't do anything, what is your life going to look like a year from now? Is it going to look the same? Is it going to look better? Is it going to look worse? Most people are going to say, if I don't do anything differently, it's probably going to be worse or it's going to be the same. So that's the first thing. The second thing is you need to look at your schedule and notice where you're placing your time and start to carve out time just for yourself and it doesn't have to be you have to be completely alone it just has to be time where you're not focused on um pleasing other people achieving things for other people even achieving things for your business if you own a business you need to have time that is allocated just to being 
And maybe for you, you can read a book, maybe you will write, maybe you will paint, maybe you'll dance, maybe you'll go for a walk. Something that doesn't have uh, a monetary payment for it. You're not going to get an award for it. It's nothing that you have to do. It's something that you do just for you. And when you carve out that time, that's when you're going to figure out, do I enjoy doing this? Do I enjoy doing this? Do I enjoy these types of people or these types of people? Where do I want to be? What do I want to do? Because if you keep moving forward and you just let life keep hitting you, you know, you're reacting to life as it hits you. You're going to wake up a year from now, two years from now, 10 years from now and think, oh my gosh, you know, I had so many other things I wanted to do in my life, but I didn't do them. I wonder why. I'm the one who's going to tell you that even if you schedule half an hour each week or those five minutes each day, but just find a time. And I mean, in a perfect world, you would pick a Sunday in the next month where you turn off your cell phone and all you do is just move at the whims of how you feel. You know, maybe your family wants to go for a little adventure into the woods or you want to paint or you want to make an Etsy craft. It doesn't matter what it is. I just want you to return back to you so that you're actually moving in the right direction. So time allocated just to being instead of achieving things for other people. And it sounds like you're going back to your one of the, the key points that we started this um, interview with, which was um, priorities. Okay, so basically what I hear you saying, priorities, Amber, yeah. is yeah, going back to the top of the interview, going back to what, what are your priorities and making just five minutes out of your day a priority. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And if I could just add to that. Sure. A lot of what I do is based on, I've, I, you've probably heard of her and you maybe mentioned her in your show before, Daniel Laporte. Yes. Yes. So her book, The Desire Map, is based on these setting goals with feelings instead of setting a goal based on what I want to achieve. So a goal would be, I want to get a master's degree. But setting an intention for how you want to feel is, how do I want to feel when I achieve that goal? And this means a lot to me, especially because I everything I do has so much related to the body. Most of us think of goals as if I achieve this, then I'll get to feel a certain way. But Daniel Laporte's work talks about choosing the feeling that you want to have. How do I want to feel when I'm doing the things that I'm doing? So right now, if you were to choose a word, how do I want to feel? Do I want to feel happy? Do I want to feel fulfilled? Do I want to feel excited? Choose the word that you want to feel. And then... You can do things for that five minutes or that half an hour that make you feel that way. Just it, just add a little bit of that back into your life. Instead of always doing, how do I want to feel? How do I want to be in those moments? Okay, so in our few remaining moments here on this recording, can you talk a little bit about your new ebook? Because I know it was just released um, called Cultivating Calm. A Modern Woman's Guide to Finding Peace in the Middle of a Crazy Busy World. It's a it's a totally great title. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yes, absolutely. So I've been teaching workshops and classes for a few years now. And a lot of the time I end up t- talking to teachers and parents because and, and they're the busiest of the busiest people, right? And what I noticed is that 
a lot of people aren't taught the strategies they need to feel calm, to feel relaxed. They'll say to me, I want to feel relaxed. I want to feel calm. I want to feel fulfilled no matter what's happening around me. I want to be able to be in control of how I'm feeling no matter what crazy stuff happens. And, and this is everyone wants this to a certain degree. So what I did was I created this ebook so that you literally had a list of things that would bring you back to that center. So it's 21 beautiful rituals and practices that you can use and you can just flip to a page, you can randomly choose a page, you can read through the whole thing, but it's bringing you back to that place, that center. It's reminding you, okay, how can I just be rather than what can I do? It's not about achieving a goal. It's about being in the moment. And for me, calm is really important because the world convinces us that chaos is king. The more confusion that you have, the more busyness that you have, the more distractions that you have, that's that's achievement. But for me, what you really want is to feel calm and relaxed. It's to feel clear and clarity when you're thinking about your goals and your intentions. It's about being present with the people that you love. So cultivating calm is bringing that space back into your life so that you can be the woman you want to be, or that person that you want to be, when you're doing the things that you have to do. So Amber, where can our listeners find Cultivating Calm, your book? And how can they learn more about you? I know um, I know you have a podcast, and so if you can talk about that a little bit and mention your website and whatnot. Absolutely. So I have my own podcast called The Liberated Woman, which is just an interview show that I do um, chatting with amazing, incredible women who are living a life of freedom, including Dr. Carrie is going to be on the show, so you guys can listen into that. It's amazing. And to find that, just search The Liberated Woman on iTunes. And you can also access it and everything about me at my website, amberchalice.com, which is also the place where you can access the book and the free mini course that comes with it. And I am on all the social medias, as most people are nowadays. I love Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Just search my name, Amber Chalice, and I would love to connect with you. You can, you can email me. You can tweet at me. I would love to hear back from all of you. So I'll make sure that all those links are in the podcast notes so that you listeners can easily find Amber and her book. Amber, Amber, thank you so much for being my special guest today. This has just been another awesome interview. Thank you so much, Dr. Carey. I really enjoyed it every single minute. You have beautiful, beautiful, beautiful spirit, and I appreciate each and every one of your listeners. Thank you, everybody. All right, that wraps up this very special episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show with Amber Chalice. And I want to thank you, our listeners, for tuning in today. And I'd like to invite you back next week for another episode of the Functional Medicine Radio Show. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, the Functional Medicine Doc. Have a great week, everyone. You've been listening to the Functional Medicine Radio Show with your host, Dr. Carrie Drizga, known internationally as the Functional Medicine Doc. Dr. Carey is committed to helping patients find the root cause of their health problems and fixing the cause with natural treatments so they can feel normal again. Dr. Carey is the founder of Functional Medicine Ontario and is the author of the hit book, Reclaim Your Energy and Feel Normal Again. Please tell your friends about the Functional Medicine Radio Show, and we'll see you next week with more from Dr. Carey.